I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, blimey. I think you've absolutely smashed it. And then your audio interface stops working about four minutes before you're going to start streaming live. One hasty restart later. Inexplicably, we're on time. And here and everything. And how are you? Uh, how was your week? Um, tell me. Tell me. every. How were you with um, World Mental Health Day yesterday? Because, guys, no one is talking about it. Yeah. No one. I wish I wish someone would. Please, someone talk about mental health. OK, <laughs> I see Mick Wright is ready to go. Thank you for that, Mick. Charming. Um, so uh, coming up, we've got uh, some new suggestions for World Days for you. Uh, we've also got a fabulous audio column that someone sent in describing American Christmas and how that works. Uh, we have the return of the much-requested Game Saves feature, which I'm really pleased about, uh, with writer-performer B.B. Lucille. Uh, but, well, we start because we must with the... Come off it. Where's the... Where's the jingle? Come on. There it is. Oh. Every day the papers <laughs> And there he is by the skin of my teeth. Um, good morning to you. Good morning, 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 good morning. You see, I come away from this podcast every week and I think, oh, I've got this list of great things that I'm going to do. And I thought I'm going to get what's the guy's name that you're on Times Radio? Matt Chorley. Matt Chorley. Chortles, thought, Matt Chortles, Chorley. I'm going to cut um, uh, together every good morning he says over the next week and then I'm going to play it to you just to hurt you uh, because I love you and I've got issues. But um, I didn't do it and I'm sort of cross with myself now for not having done it. I, I, I love the level of produ- production you put into these Full segments. commitment. It gets my fullest... You know, for the listener, I get an email from Jake about... <laughs> Uh, about 7am on on a monday morning saying what what would what would you do then what would you do in this don't slot? tell me you never did your homework on the bus of course you I did i always did my homework uh, ahead of time because of crushing anxiety oh okay yeah 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 I, so i like yeah. to generate my own anxiety it's you know it's good na- na- um artisanal anxiety yeah um one of our duty listeners jem is he's he's big on artisanal 
business. Um, so uh, you were talking this week in your fabulous newsletter, brokenbottleboy.substack.com, uh, about how uh, the columnist view of history is sort of like the Mr. Men. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we sort of cover. It feels like this is like you know, um, like history goes in cycles. So this slot goes in cycles. I feel we've talked about this before, but um, one of the most deranged things in the newspapers this weekend, and uh, I'm sure some people might have seen it, was in the Sunday Times, um, illustrating uh, the latest uh, slab of fan fiction loosely based on true uh, on a true story by. Um, papers recently promoted chief political commentator tim shipman is a is the red flag the communist red flag and on it yeah you've got you've got engels you've got your lenin you've got your stalin and then at at the very end you've got boris johnson uh who uh, according to the sunday times is a red tory we're talking a man here uh leading a uh, by by um, by almost all um measures a far-right government but apparently he's um, good he's, a Sov- he's a soviet now um interesting as well to see that they've just knocked karl marx off the end of the flag karl marx is gone and re- and uh, at the opposite end replacing him is uh, that well-known marxist boris johnson what's interesting about this is you think about it, if you go back to um 2019 election and uh, the way that the um, Labour Party uh, manifesto uh, policy around um, expanding broadband provision was framed not just by newspapers, but in BBC straplines as broadband communism. When you see this and you see a, a, a Tory government being described by the right wing press as, uh, uh, you know, or framed in this way as a, as oh, are they almost kind of like statist communist government? It's mm. about reshaping the Overton window, you know, what is acceptable policy to squeezing it down to the size of a cat flap, effectively. Yeah. Um, well, because- see, in your book, you know, broadband for all would, would be some sort of, I don't know, levelling up. Yeah, I would I would think. And isn't it funny, during the uh, height of the pandemic, people were saying, do you know what would be really good is if we had better broadband because we all need this, we're, we're all relying on it a lot more. And you just think... Yeah, funny that. Funny that it's not actually as ridiculous a policy as it was framed. And obviously there are plenty of things wrong with the 2019 Labour Manifesto, but that one, the way that one was framed was insane. And this kind of thing, this kind of... um uh, just it's just bizarre. I mean, uh, how can you frame yourself as a as a serious political commentator and have your byline picture sat beneath a an image that puts Boris Johnson beside Stalin, Lenin, and Engels? It's just <laughs> it, it's it's a level of historical illiteracy that just it, it beggars belief. I, I almost as I was writing about it, I just thought well, this is so stupid oh i swore again sorry um <laughs> Apologies. it's so stupid that um it, it's almost not worth talking about i just should have the newsletter should have been like just a picture of that yeah. and me go and me just pulling you know a bemused face uh and then this is why we've got boris johnson is in marbella staying in a, a villa owned by lord goldsmith what's wrong with that uh, uh, during a time of crisis, um, and we've got the press from the from the FT to the, uh, the uh, there was a, someone from the FT and someone from the Guardian on Times Radio yesterday, which I was listening to as a sort of form of um, self abnegation. Why do you um, do this? Why? Uh, but th- they were both asked by Tom Newton Dunn, a man who um, 
I would just say, I, to, for, for legal reasons, I would just say, look up times that Tom, New, uh, Tom Newton Dunn has been mentioned in relation to employment tribunals at the Sun. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I mean, hang on, because you've you got to understand, this is a newspaper famously called The Current Bun. Yeah. You know, this, this is a, the paper that loves the cockney rhyming slang. Yeah, yeah. So Tom, Newton, Tom Dunn. Newton Dunn, Industrial Tribunal at the Sun. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just 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 look that up. But anyway, so Tom Newton Dunn asks um, Jim Pickard of the FT and Gabby Hinsliff of the Guardian. Well, what do you think about um, about uh, Boris Johnson going on um, on holiday? And they both said, oh, you know, he deserves a foreign holiday. He hasn't had a foreign holiday in a year. You know, it should you know, it's it's well deserved. And you just think, well, we have no plurality in the press, do we? You know, from from. From from broadsheets to rags, they just all agree. Oh well, you know he deserves a foreign holiday. I haven't had a foreign holiday in. Let me think about uh, fifteen years. But <laughs> but you know, right. let's you know. Um, I'm going next week. Huh? Well, there you go. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I, I mean, one way you could say, well, you know, obviously after after his 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 jokey performance at the Tory Pike conference and the reshuffle in which he moved a lot of people around it, he was exercising no robs before mobs. No hey. robs before mobs. I love. I had to get that joke in. That that joke was in the newsletter yesterday. Okay, but I'm going to re- recycle it. Here's um, my here's my shoe and here's my attempt at um, uh, historical Mister Men. Uh, I don't know if you remember the 1970s TV series narrated by Arthur Lowe. I uh, remember re-showings of it. This, this, yeah. this, is, this is my uh, attempt at it. Here we go. There you go. It's the best Excellent. I could do. I hope Excellent. that's all right. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, the point of this being, is, and then we, and then what we have elsewhere in the Sunday papers yesterday, the the front page headline of the Mail on Sunday was "Homeworking Left Britons at Taliban's Mercy." Then you, flipped, <laughs> then you. Well, did we not lock any of the offices? Is yeah. there a caliphate now in Oxford Street? And below that was a They Live style white on red logo that said, demanding, get back to the office. Wow. Um, which is incredible. And then you flip in a few pages and you find Ian Duncan Smith, who uh, proves that, um, you know, the thing that we learned from cartoons, where if you get a bonk on the head, it changes your personality. That hasn't worked with him. <laughs> or it may be that um, traffic cones just aren't the right object to do it. But anyway, he wrote... Do you know, a, every a, time every time I see him shortened to, to just his initials, I always read it as irritable dowel syndrome. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, uh, so Ian Doug Smith gets a full page in the mail on Sunday yesterday for, that, for a piece headlined, in the 1940s, they kept coming to the office, even when Hitler's bombs were raining down. Uh, yeah. Well, that's right. Coronavirus famously... Like a bo- like like the Blitz, famously like that. That's right. The other thing to to say about that is, actually, if you look into the history of it, many offices in central London were moved to locations outside of central London. The notion that we just went, oh, just keep them all there, it's fine. You know. Yeah. The other thing, of course, <clears throat> is coronavirus uh, it works all day round, whereas the lazy Luftwaffe only works at night. That's so, true. Yeah. But I did. Well, I d- actually, you, you talk about this. My 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 grandmother, my maternal grandmother, 
um, she caught bomb off someone who had bomb uh, two roads down. Um, they'd gone to yeah. the same supermarket and fingered the same packet, the little same little tin of sardines. Yeah, and she yeah. she caught bomb off um, a bomb a couple of streets away. That's how bomb spreads. You see, it's exactly yeah. the same as yeah. the coronavirus. Yeah. What you do is when you bring your shopping home, you have to wash it down. Well, just to wash off the bomb. bomb has gone yeah, yeah. It. You never know if there's bomb on your washing. So that's yesterday, right? And today, yeah, uh, Claire Foges. The, yeah, the, I didn't read that. I can't. Is, um, I, it, there's, it's all paywalled. I'm not going to give. I'm not giving the money. Yeah, to today, the, Claire Foges, the Times is famously um, uh, rational person uh, who a few months ago wrote a column about how we need more strong men like Erdogan. So you know, that tells you wow. and, and, and has and has written many columns um, about her dislike for um, gypsies, Romy, and traveller people. Wow. Um, it, her column. Uh, the headline is don't bet on a hard winter toppling Johnson. We've got used to a degree of chaos during the pandemic and many secretly enjoy the chance to show some blitz spirit. There you go. This is a, that this is a column written in a serious newspaper yeah. by a woman being paid a vast amount of money for these kind of insights. Yeah. The, the thing about the blitz blitz spirit is a is a is a, uh, is a propaganda no. myth. Okay. <laughs> Blitz spirit is a gin, yeah. uh, but it's also a, pop, a propaganda myth, right? There was uh, during the Blitz, there was a, there was a huge amount of looting. Um, there was a vast uptick in uh, rapes and, and and violent crime, and and singing, and many people and were, singing, yes, and many people were seriously mentally affected by it for the entirety of their lives. The you know the one the thing that you'll get uh, there were a few um, weeks back there was a call. It may have been even, I think it was Richard, might have been Richard Little John, but it was someone in the Daily Mail who said, yes, the picture of the milkman walking through the rubble isn't real, but what it represents is real. And you just sort of go, oh, okay. right, we've, well, that's where we are with it, right? Yeah. It just, it, it that's, doesn't, what's true or false doesn't matter. It's that's just quite a, Room 101, that, isn't it? That's probably, yeah. I, I love that um, description. I mean, because let's bring up Orwell, because all the columnists do. The bit when he, he finally starts to see that two and two can make five. Yeah, yeah, okay. and that's what we're told consistently. And the, 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 for me, the notion that you have a a, a well-paid, uh, comfortable columnist saying this, well, okay, go and live on universal credit throughout this winter in in a flat that is poorly insulated, making choices about whether you're going to feed your children or turn the poor heating on, mm. and then tell me that you are reveling in the blitz spirit. The no, these people can say this because they could go, oh well, I couldn't find my favourite type of biscuits, so that's very that's equivalent to the blitz, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be writing about this later, but one of the things that I've been thinking about is um. My grand doesn't go to the supermarket anymore. She gets us. My dad sorts out the shopping for her and, and delivers it to her. Because she doesn't want but, to catch bomb. No, <laughs> I, I've got a serious point. Let, so I'm really let sorry. I'm being really, really. This, this is yeah, it's awful. I'm just doing awful jokes, um, and you're talking about really seriously, so, including mental health, mate, which no one's talking about. No one's talking about it. It's never spoken about. No. Um, well, she's so she's she turns ninety this coming year but and and but a few years back i you, i used to go to the supermarket with her and I, I was thinking about the fact that she now lives in a world where she can just buy cream cake right just buy a cream cake off the shelf really yeah. enjoys that like ha, she she wouldn't whenever i've talked to her about the war and, and she was a teenager by the end of the war so she was you know a youngish child um at the start of the war yeah it, 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 uh, people of her generation who grew up with that fear 
you know, and, and actually in those conditions, because you remember the privation of the war goes well into the 50s, like rationing goes on for ages. They do not look back at the Blitz and go, oh, what, oh you know, and wonderful yeah, days uh, yeah. and go, oh, wonderful days. They think we've gone beyond that. Right. And yeah. when you talk to people to, you know, obviously most of them are dead now, but people I've talked to back, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, talking to people who had served in the war and they don't, it, you had to really draw it out of them to talk about the war. Mm. And when they did, they did not give you this Sunday afternoon matinee film version of what it was like. No. And it is, it is insane. It is just insane for someone like Fogers to be writing, oh, uh, people secretly enjoy a chance to show some blitz spirit, a, a propaganda myth. And actually, it's offensive to me that you talk about, the, think to back to the wartime generation and this notion of constantly bringing it back to say, they, what they were trying to do was have a world that wasn't like this. You know, it's, yeah, a world where people could have live better life. To say, oh well, yeah, we should all toughen up. And uh, but I yeah, mean, this is this is a sort of, that there are food shortages. This is a universal. It's, ma- it's maniacally insane. <laughs> I want you to take some mech time at some point today. This is a universal trope, though, isn't it? Uh, that 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 the people who are sort of who've who've lucked out, who are in the okay half, uh, always think that um, the system serves the lower half extremely well as boris johnson famously saying we are what we need inequality because that's what makes people uh you know try harder and and get places and stuff and um you know uh silla black was the same you know so well i worked really hard uh and you know these people just don't want to work hard i know that silla black is not necessarily a preeminent person that we should be uh cross about but maybe we should um she was notoriously rude on planes. Yeah, and, and ev- yeah, and and everywhere. Can I just check with you because I I don't really understand. Uh, like I don't I don't really have a handle on anything at all at the moment. But um, I thought that was your brand. <laughs> increasingly so. Increasingly, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to occupy that niche. So um, is I, I want to effectively desplain rather than mansplain. I want to literally make things less understandable. Is boosterism simply saying, oh, look at that. That's great. Is that basic? Is that what boosterism is? Because everyone's talking about, you know, Johnson's boosterism. And it was wonderful to say British steel's the best in the world. It's got the fullest, richest flavor. And everyone kind boosterism, of goes right. Boosterism then. is like boosterism is. So, you know, the end of the, the Italian job where the where the coach is hanging off um, the cliff. No, but I've gold, seen the big bus. And sorry, the bus. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's the gold is sliding towards the back and, and the bus is like is about to fall off the cliff. Boosterism is going, well, we're British. British. We'll get the cut. There's no it'll be fine. We'll it, it'll all be fine. Um, it's a it's a wild optimism, right. um, you know, in complete um, ignorance of the facts, but also uh, uh, an optimism that comes from the fact that, you know, that whatever happens, you will be fine. So at the weekend, there was a um, Saturday edition of the daily telegraph camilla tomini wrote can uh, the tories really afford to not be the nasty party and she was demanding that they have more teeth but of course mm. you can demand that the party in government has more teeth when you are entirely confident that you will never be the one who gets bitten yeah well i'm sure there'll be some juicy jackboot procurement contracts being handed out 
uh, in due course. Yeah, two people who've never made boots before, but have well, roughly well, have an idea. Well, that then that, that could it. maybe that will work out. That could that could work well. Um, Mick, you'll yes, go on. And finally, and no, finally, I was just going to say heartwarming say, good news I, I'm, story. I'm sure, a hundred and two year I, I old. I hope the viewers and listeners have enjoyed me bringing bringing them down as ever, refusing to make jokes and instead just howling. No, it's brilliant. Rage. It's it's the sort of Bill Hicks model. Sometimes you know you fight fire with fire. If people are in a bad mood, talking to you and discovering just just the fury that's flooding your poor toxified system, <laughs> it's 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 like a day at a spa for us. Uh, thank you for paying. Oh, well, I'm glad. Yeah, we appreciate it. If you'd like to pay Mick back, you could and you should. Uh, it's brokenbottleboy.substack.com. His newsletter's free, but then you can get a subscriber one, and it's really great. You get loads of extra stuff, and it's basically all the good stuff. Um, Twitch.tv slash brokenbottleboy. Will you be there at one? I will. I will. Excellent. You never are, but you thank No, I never am. I really hate myself for that. <laughs> I really do. Where's um, the effort? I just add it Where's to the, the list. Effort, hey? <laughs> the effort comes in the two edits that I've now got to make before I publish this podcast. <laughs> oh, because people can't handle the F word. Pete. Oh. Bye, Mick. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. You can WhatsApp. Check on 07862. I should say hello to some of the people watching on YouTube who've made themselves known. Good morning to you all. Hello, Julie, Martin, Steph, Jem, uh, who's very excited that we use the word artisanal. Uh, sounded his klaxon for that. Uh, Darren, good morning to you. Uh, uh, and uh, Pablo, how do? And... Uh, and many, many more, which means there's probably a couple of others that I've missed. Sorry about that. Oh, look, there's Gemma. Good morning. Um, and uh, yeah, Neil says, hello, Neil. He says, Mick, next week, can we have a story about a dog that talks or maybe an oddly shaped fruit or vegetable? Do you know, we should totally rebrand it. I don't know if he's listening now because, you know, homework and all that. But um, maybe next week we should, I'll play the That's Life music and we can pretend that he's Doc Cox. Uh, I, I gather you found a very funny story in the newspaper. <laughs> That's a great idea. That would be the ultimate baiting of that poor, tortured man. Uh, anyway, normally around this time, uh, you'd expect it to be hearing the spleen of John Holmes being punctured and hosed directly into your ears. That's a, uh, that's a lovely image for you. Uh, he's away at the moment in Europe. What? Uh, funny. Funny that it's at the same time as Boris Johnson. Duncan on Twitter observes, has he gone to do that thing? Um, oh, what? he's going to get that thing. Like Mick was going to get get that thing in Northern Ireland. We never found out, did we? Um, possibly. Pablo says, is John Bojo's new Dominic Cummings? I mean, he fits the profile. He's uh, He's got swagger. He's unafraid to tell it like it is. He loves wearing sportswear in formal occasions. Could be. Quite possibly could be. Um, anyway, I was asking uh, with the fact that it was uh, World Mental Health Day yesterday. And guys, no one is talking about mental health. No one is. It just you can't see it. There's no conversation happening anywhere about mental health. Um, I was wondering uh, what 
uh, in World X Day would you like to see uh, implemented? Martin would like World Sparrow Appreciation Day. Sure. Why not? I've got time for that. Or World Stay in Bed Day. I've definitely got time for that. Or how about World Just Another Day Day? Um, and he then has a go at World Auto Carrot Die. Um, I think that's World Autocorrect Day. Um, every day should be that for you, Martin. Um, and Hedy, always interesting, says World Big Spider Day. World Ingrid Pitt Day. I had to look that up. She was she was in lots of sort of hammer horror films and stuff. And World Crying Over Incomplete Jigsaws Day. Uh, by the way, I am mental. Mate, thanks for talking about it. Because no one's... Uh, and Urban Bongo uh, on Twitter says, World Daytime Chat Show Day, please. It's at Not Today Pod if you'd like to uh, join in the conversation a few people have been whatsapping you can send a video message 07862 um we've got a couple of uh couple couple of them for you uh let's uh, let's uh do, do. Uh, yeah just thought i'd send a message through in regards to these international day of this international day of that yeah these days people yeah take a day off is what i say right uh, Personally, I think uh, every day should be a work day. We live in a okay. capitalist society. That's true. And uh, the only days I'll pay respect to yep. are ones to do with A, the war, right. or B, Christian stuff, like Jesus and Christmas and that. Okay. And even then, I'll just take a little bit of time off of a Christmas dinner, and then I'll be straight back to my paymasters, making them a bucket of money. Yeah, so these day people, take a day off and get at Good. Oh, I think it should be World World Awareness Day. Awareness Day. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed for that. Appreciate that. We've got another one in here. This is a slightly surreal one, aren't they all? Uh, here we go. Come on. Hello, Jake. Hello. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Please right. excuse my voice, Jake, but I'm on a number of databases through no fault of my own, <laughs> and I would hate to see you get demonized again if they recognized me. Sorry, I mean demonetized. I've always <laughs> been very suspicious of all of these world days that seem to keep happening. I think it must have started with World Book Day. You right. know the one, don't you, Jake? Yes. You send your child to school as a minor character from a beloved children's book, yep. and two hours later they've been brought back by the police. Hey, sobbing. <laughs> You've been given an official caution and you've wasted half a tin of boot polish. Of course, there are many other days now. We have wear purple for World Dementia Day, wear green for Earth Day, wear, well, something for World Colorblindness Day and so on. Anyway, my issue with all these days is a lot of them are very negative really when you think about it. There's anti-pollution day, anti-bullying day, anti-racism day and so on. Why can't we have the more pro-something day? Because you know racists are people too, Jake, so why can't they get a day for themselves? Oh, I wow. think World Racism Day would be a fine idea, and I know you will too, Jake. I can see your face all over it. A day where racists all around the world can learn about other cultures and people and discover how much they hate and fear them. There are people out there in the home counties now, worried about someone from India or Pakistan moving in next door, but with a bit more knowledge and understanding they could be worrying about people from Tonga or Mozambique or Eritrea as well. Because there's a whole world out there to hate, and that's a message we need to spread and transmission. Thank you very much uh, to that transmission, which was sent by proxy uh, from Alex. I know that the doorbell's going. Can you wait? All right, fine. 
I'll be right back. I've put some music on, hang on. Have a tune, here we go. Thank you for holding i mean you know it's a live show you can't necessarily uh uh, Neil says uh, he'd like uh, world eat what it's in your pants on the sofa watching cartoons even though in your 40s day uh i'm I, that's every day for me um there's a lot of uh, traction for that's life with mick Wright. i think that's a really good idea pablo says that's mick uh, darren says amusing root vegetables uh gem demands a talking dog and darren simply says it's sausages um, I, th- I think this could this could definitely uh, this could definitely work. Um, well done uh, for all of that. We have got some more reaction. A Jollyon uh, near Oxford has uh, been in touch in terms of World Days. Hello, Jake. Hello. This is Jolyon from near Oxford. Hi. You, you've asked about <clears throat> World Days, and what I'd like to see is a celebration of our wonderful British humour as portrayed in the classic bawdy films of the 60s and 70s. Right. I think Carry On World Day would do so much to boost the morale of the nation and, by association, the world, as which country could possibly be uncheered at the prospect of a happy United Kingdom? Carry on World Day would allow us to get back to traditional comedic values, such as reducing a woman's presence on screen down to a selection of body parts to ogle, or enjoying the spectacle of an early middle-aged man attempting to coerce a teenager into having sex with them. What a great time for Britain it was. It really Google was. Pip. Thanks so much, Jolion, and well done for saying uh, what all the rest of us hopefully weren't weren't thinking. Uh, Karen in Bromley. So here's the thing, Jacob. It's me, yeah, Karen yeah, from Bromley. Hi there. Now, don't mind your World Mental Health Day, no, yeah. although my I say that every day should be Mental Health Day. Thank but you. But I've got a cousin, right, and she's also called Karen. She lives mm-hmm. in the States. Right. Other day, she calls me up. She says, Happy World Aluminum Day. Ah. I said, I beg your pardon? I beg your pardon? Yeah. I love you. No, I do not recognise that event, and I will wait until the 2nd of November. Thank you very much to wish you a happy British Aluminium Day. Thank you. No world or international days, please. Just good old British days. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And of course, let's not forget, aluminium is even that is uh, quite a contraction. Uh, the actual full name of aluminium is alumini winnie crinny finny finny pinny penisium. Uh, we just shortened it. Uh, but, you know, still too much for the Yanks. Um, thanks very much for all of those. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure John will be back next week. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Hedy's emailed. He says, uh, Dear Jape, have you noticed uh, mouthwash is always coloured blue? I have. They add the blueness. It's unnecessary unless they intend to play with our minds. It should be purple because that's a holy colour. P.S. I bought a pack of 130 bamboo skewers as I wanted to plant sunflowers. I've used seven. Only one sunflower lived. Should I ask for my money back? Uh, best regards to you and Daveness. Hedy, thanks for that, Hedy. No idea what you were talking about. Um, but in terms of uh, Davy, your cousin Davy, um, of course, stalwart of this podcast until comparatively recently. Uh, it's OK. There hasn't been a massive fallout. But um, what we've done is split our hand and started a new podcast. Um, it's called Audio Freaks. That's F-R-E-Q-S. Uh, if you haven't listened yet, there's still time. Um <laughs> Because it's a podcast. It's just there until I stop paying for it to be hosted. Um, 
So why don't you go and check it out, uh, Audio Freaks. It's it's the same thing that we used to do on a Friday on this podcast. Uh, bits of odd esoteric audio, um, and there's a couple of really good episodes up there. Um, if you if you haven't yet subscribed, it would be great. And if you could bear to do the whole reviewing thing, it does amazing things for the algorithm, and it would sort of bump us up the charts and stuff like that, and that would be really great. I need to do some more admin on that. Uh, anyway, Um <clears throat> It is time uh, for us to uh, return to a feature uh, that I did uh, a little bit uh, earlier this year, last year. I don't know. Who remembers? Not me. Uh, that's that's B12. Um, but uh, it was very, very popular. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be bringing it back. Um, see if you... Uh, it's where we uh, talk about a video game. Um, do you remember this music? Yeah, I know. This is uh, with uh, a very talented writer-performer, B.B. Lucille. Anyway, here it is. Game saves. It's been a while, but it's great to be uh, doing this again. Uh, Game Saves is uh, a feature where we look at a video game that meant something to someone at some point in their life. And today we're talking to B.B. Lucille. That's right, right? I got the name right, right? Yeah, spot on. First time. Okay. Some people say Bibby, which always really upsets me. I can imagine. Um, and you're a writer-performer. We're going to talk about your show, Meet Cute, in due course. Hell yeah. But first of all, um, what is the game that you've chosen? So my chosen game is Best Fiends, uh, which is pretty lame. Pretty lame. It's not lame. It's one of those... Oh, it really is, though. It's one of those phone app games. Does this mean anything to you? Because <laughs> I'll tell so you right now. You, oh you had God, me with God. the music. It feels like it's a game brilliant. from a certain era. Uh, <laughs> in as much as it, like, there was, it was kind of around the Peggle era, where yeah. everything was sort of happy, blue sky sweet little casual games and they all had charming music like this running so true but with that hint of adventure and danger (laughs) yeah but not a lot let's be honest um not a lot not a lot of risk involved i've played a little bit of it uh when i went to the loo about an hour ago so this is uh and i I was a frog who had to clear some slugs out of a garden yeah and that's about my comfortable level of peril nowadays so (laughs) Um, so where and when um, did you play this game? This is Best Fiends, yeah. So, yeah, so I played it for two years in sixth form. Right. And also, I mean, I've got a pretty stubborn personality, so the second I start something, I'm like, well, I've got to finish it. Okay. And little did I know, I don't know if there is an end to that game. I think it's just an endless depth of weird tasks. And I think I got to level 200. Wow. But yeah, it was, it was all throughout sick form, just like in class and waiting for the bus and yeah. before bed, like an hour before bed. Sure. I, I would say it was an addiction. Yeah. I, I used to have dreams about it. I'm guessing this is one of those freemium kinds of games where it says, you know, unlock more slug pellets for £3.49 or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been playing quite a few of those games. And it kind of reminds me, for a long time... I was obsessed with, um, well, I called it uh, uh, Joyless Obsessive Jewel Compulsion 8. It was actually called Gummy Drop, no. but it's a bejeweled clone. 
We just put things three in a row and then they go away and it's all tidy and you get pretty light. And this is a similar sort of thing where you you sort of draw a line and those gems that you've drawn a line along disappear. Yeah, and it really satisfyingly pops. A bit candy crutchy, but I would say better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And at the moment I've been playing a game called Merge Dragons, which is where you put three things in a row and instead of popping this is the angle right this is the twist oh it makes one thing of something slightly better sort of upgraded so you merge three (laughs) seeds and then you get a sort of little shoot and then you merge three shoots and you get a flower Oh, get out. That sounds unreal. Well, you know, one of the listeners <laughs> had played it. I, I mentioned it uh, last week. Uh, I do a watch along and one of the listeners uh, said, oh, yeah, I've played that. I'm taking a bit of a break from it for now. I was like, what's your problem? Three days later, having had no sleep, I suddenly understood that this is a problematic game. <laughs> like I couldn't leave it alone. Oh. And so did you you had this with uh, uh, Best Fiends? Yeah, very similar, similar addiction. I think the second you actually start having dreams about it, that's when you know it's time to stop. Yeah, every time. And it scares me to think the amount of hours of my life that were taken, and I didn't even complete the game. That's the most heartbreaking part. It's still there. It's waiting for you to jump straight back in. You could do it. <laughs> Don't get me hooked again. No, okay. Very that's dangerous. terrible, yeah. But um, what... What was your life like then? Well, you know, what was it about this pretty coloured world where you were annihilating slugs, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you are vegan. <laughs> oh, you God. got a problem with slugs? You've got a problem? Oh, my God. I didn't even put the two together. That is, I'm a bad vegan. You're a bad vegan. Maybe that was my, like, cathar- catharsism. Okay. <clears throat> was to, um, if I have to be so good to animals in the real world... Then Let I'm going to be an absolute terror. In the game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, going to be a right, yeah, terror. Um, I think it's Red Dead Redemption, isn't it, where you actually have to skin, like, cattle. Oh, really? Something, yeah. Oh, no. It's like, I can't play that game. It's brutal. Vegan. Yeah. When did you turn vegan out of interest? I'm jumping around. Uh, so, oh, that's all right. Um, seven years ago. I remember on my 17th birthday, I was like, that's it. No more cheating. And because I, I, the idea... I sort of saw veganism floating around when I was 14 and I was vegetarian. So I was like, what is this weird vegan thing? If, you know, and if I claim to love animals, I should probably look into it. And then obviously these are all the nasty videos and agreed with like everything. But yeah, I, I did struggle though. I struggled for about three years until yeah, 17. I was just like, right. Okay. Enough. So that so, does tie in with best fiends that the yin yang as you became more, more peaceable <laughs> in real life. So you began the annihilation of invertebrates. Oh my God, that's so true. I was 17 when I started playing Best Fiends. Yeah. Wow. You're Honestly, Jay, I think you should be like a psychologist or something. Do you know what? Really, we're delving that. into I like think obviously number one, number one job, if I didn't do this, would be proctologist, obviously. Number two. No, yeah. Definitely. Number two, psychologist. Um, either, either way, you're... Um, you're getting right in there and interfering with people. Um, <laughs> was was it a happy time? Like, did you enjoy the sixth form? Did you enjoy school? Or were you escaping? Yeah, escaping. Uh, so I'm not a very, um, you know, depressed person, kind of always been like quite a happy kid. And then, God, something about that place absolutely destroyed my soul. 
yeah, so I was just so depressed for like two years, but I felt like I had no reason to me to be because I've got such a great family and, you know, I had friends. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too much of a loser. Maybe that bit with the game I was. But yeah, just just a terrible time. And then I, I guess playing playing the game was all it was a really lame rebellion against the school I hated. Right. It was almost like I'm not gonna listen in class because I'm just gonna be on my phone all the time. Yeah. And also, I had no one to talk to on my phone, so <laughs> the right. only thing that I could do was either scroll on Instagram or play Best Fiends. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was also, like, the ultimate procrastination, because they gave us so much work to do. Right. That did you I would go just, to a my mind would be like... Oh. Did you go to a different sixth form? Or was this an extension yeah. school? Okay. Yeah, so I went to a really, really great high school, and then, yeah, I went to that sixth form, and it was just completely different. Wow. What were you studying? I studied drama, literature, and photography. So all the sort of the ones that people don't take seriously, except for literature. <laughs> sure. The strong vocational, uh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And they were very, um, they were really obsessed with like Oxbridge and getting into Russell Group universities. And I didn't want to go to university full stop. So right. already that, I was kind of like, oh, great. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go to university in the end? No, no, I didn't. I sometimes wonder if that was the right choice because people say it's like the best three years of your life and you make amazing friends. But every time I would go and visit my friends at uni or at their uni town, I was like, I made the right decision. Like I knew it wasn't for me. Meet Cute, which is this, it's it's a, it's a one woman play. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That's just uh, me, baby. <laughs> garnered five star reviews and uh, yeah. w- is having a, a little run coming up, which we'll talk about in a minute. But tell us a bit about its inception and what it is. So it is, uh, I wouldn't say autobiographical, maybe more based loosely, loosely off of a true story. But because of, you know, the sheer passion for veganism, every guy I've dated, I've always been like, look, this can only go so far unless you're vegan because it's such a core value, you know. Um, And I had this track record of turning my boyfriends vegan. So I mean, we're always looking to recruit. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this. (laughs) And, and, you know, there are some very long suffering (laughs) listeners to this podcast who who are still staunchly on the wall. And I kind of salute them because they've endured so much of a drilling from me, of which this is part. So well really, done, yeah, because we are always recruiting, always recruiting. <laughs> Fantastic. I know. It's, I feel like it's a new wave form of activism, you know. Oh, yeah. Do they love you or are they just trying to convert you? That's the big question. <laughs> well, that's kind of a thing. I've seen I've seen a little snippet of your play and it's it's really good. It's got proper jokes in. Oh, um, stop it. And it's really More. <laughs> beautifully crafted. Um, uh so yes, you said it's it's loosely autobiographical. Yeah. How many yeah, so how many boyfriends would you say you've converted? You know, I tried to figure this out the other day. I've I've only had two serious boyfriends in my life, and both of them, as far as I'm aware, are still vegan. Um, and then uh, there have been like flings where I've really tried to, but I feel like if it's not relationship, it's it's way more difficult. So I'm going to say maybe like four. That are still vegan now well i i really enjoyed your and and i think if anyone's sort of thinking oh it's going to be all worthy and preachy and stuff it's really not it's a very witty wry self-deprecating and self-aware thing that you've done um 
And so uh, this was those are all my middle names. This was a, <laughs> it's it's a great play. Where where can people um, see this play um, and when? Well, so it's at the Bread and Roses Theatre in Clapham from the nineteenth to the twenty third, and it's on every evening at seven thirty. Okay. And you can find all the information at meetcute.org, which is a really crappy website that I made on Wix. Nice. <laughs> so I forgive the layout. Everybody oh, loves. Please forgive the layout. Everybody loves um, all of those online. It's so it's so simple. Simply click and drag. Mm. Build your website True. in minutes. You think it was simple, but you if, should see the yeah. atrocity that yeah, I've yeah, yeah. created. No, no, it's great. I think basically, unless you're a hairdresser, there, there's no way of easily making a website. Like they're all just yeah. designed for florists or hairdressers. <laughs> um, so that's meat as in M-E-A-T. Yes. Meetcute.org. Yeah. Brilliant. That's the one, meetcute.org. And yeah, we're, uh, we need audience members for Bread and Roses because the numbers are looking a bit sad. Okay. I mean, I'd make the <laughs> so point This is my desperate plea. <laughs> Bread and Roses is a perfectly acceptable vegan starter. So you're in the right venue. <laughs> We also did a performance at the Hen and Chickens, the Hen and Chickens Theatre, which was equally sort of suited, depending kind, on how yeah. you look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it depends what, what verb precedes. Like if it's yeah, liberated, yeah. that's great. What's the context? Yeah, if it's minced. <laughs> the liberated Hen and Chickens. Yeah, 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 it's, it's less good. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. less of a start and more of a main course. Well, um, listen, good luck with the run. Thanks so much for you. sharing your game save with us. And um, I'm, I'm sure people will come flocking like hens oh. and chickens. <laughs> so Sounds good. Nine a, nine nine yeah, I'm a dad. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm going to try and do some more of those game saves. I'm a fan. Um, hey, uh, I, I tried to do a costume change. People observed that um, because that was a pre-record, it looked like I'd done a costume change. People watching on YouTube, don't forget it's youtube.com slash nottodaypod. If you subscribe and click on the little bell thing, then you'll know when I'm going live. Um, uh, the best I could do was this. It's a wig. Uh, it's a Mohican. It, um, it's, it's a great look. It's a really great look. Um, we've had a nice email. It's nottoday at swanburst.com uh, from Lindsay. She's a long-time listener uh, over in the States. Is it Boston? somewhere like that Massachusetts is, is that where you live Lindsay I don't remember anymore um, it says hi Jake your recent episode about the traditional British Christmas got me all nostalgic for the traditional American Christmas so I made a recording about it uh, you're probably wondering why I didn't send this via WhatsApp it's because I can't figure out how WhatsApp works that's fine anyway happy slash merry slash Christmas uh, Lindsay this is a lovely little piece I think very charming hi Jake hi it's Lindsay hi. from America yes you were talking about a traditional British Christmas yes. and that sounds really nice and all but you really need to hear about a traditional American Christmas because uh -oh. that is where it's at yeah traditional American Christmas starts in October <laughs> or late September round there see that's when all the Christmas stuff starts appearing in the stores we're getting there it starts in the back of the store and it worms its way up to the front like some kind of a lizard or a serpent. <laughs> Something weird and creepy like that. Like you're sitting there like, oh, what a nice plastic skeleton to buy for Halloween and display on the porch. Oh, that's so nice. And then you turn away and then you look back and it's a Santa. It's not a skeleton anymore. And you're just like, what happened? American Christmas, that's what happened. F you Halloween, F you Thanksgiving. 
it's time for American Christmas. Nice. Also, all the radio stations are going to start receiving phone calls from people saying, I know it's October, but I want to hear Christmas music. Wow. And I don't know how to use Spotify. <laughs> Just like Lindsay doesn't know how to use WhatsApp. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's just going to happen. That's fine. So then we get Thanksgiving. And that's when you go to your grandma's house and she serves you a turkey and you eat the turkey. <laughs> and then uh, as soon as you're done, second that you put down that fork, you get up and you run out the door to the mall. Do you help with the dishes? No. Do you help put away the leftovers? Yeah. No. Do you hang out with your family? No, no, of course not. Why would you do that on Thanksgiving? You go to the mall. Why do you go to the mall? Because the day after Thanksgiving is Black Friday, yes. and you have to get in line so that you can be the first person in the mall to get into the Walmart to buy an overpriced television set yes. that is on sale. Come on. We're doing that now. Now, this is a time-honored tradition. Mm. In America, we love Black Friday. It's what we do best. We get in line and we wait. And we fight with the people who are in line. Nice. Someone got, like, tased one year. It was crazy. In Florida, I think <laughs> that happened. Somebody got pepper sprayed one time, also in Florida. I know, I know. The rest of the country, we've got to step up our game. But we can't all be like Florida. Yeah, just it just should be like Squid Game. So that's what we do. We wait in line. And we fight with the people in line. And then the minute that door opens we trample the employee and we go running inside and we fight with people over stuff that we want to buy yeah no lie one time in the 90s i saw two people fighting over a tickle me elmo and it scared <laughs> the heck out of me but that's a time-honored american tradition of fighting with people over objects so then in december that's when christmas really ramps up all of that was the preamble to wow. Christmas. December hits, what do we do? We turn on all the Christmas music, we turn on all the Christmas lights, we decorate, and then we watch our favorite Christmas movies. Of course. What are our favorite Christmas movies? Well, they are movies that truly embody all American values. So we're looking at films like Home Alone, where a small child is abandoned on Christmas by his family. It's Christmas they straight up forget him. Yeah. And they leave the state. They go in an airplane and they leave. And he's alone in his house. And two grown adult men attempt to break in and harm that child. That's All they want to do is hurt that little kid. It sounds so funny. I haven't seen it. And that kid is... Actually, that kid's very smart. And I think possibly could be an engineer when he grows up. <laughs> So he rigs up all these big, insane Rube Goldberg-type traps all through his house yeah. to brutally maim the two adults who are trying to kill him. so heartwarming. The kid is very happy about this, by the way. He relishes the violence every single second of that violence, which is nonstop, by the way. You do not get time to breathe during this movie. It's just wacky slapstick violence. Sounds great. Those two men should be dead. Sounds like Die Hard. They should be dead, really. But, you know, it's American tradition to watch a very violent movie at sure. Christmas time. Yeah. The other American traditional movie that we love is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. See, that's a movie about the Grinch, and he just doesn't really like Christmas. Um, more accurately, he doesn't like all of the noise, is what it is. See, he lives on the top of Mount Crumpet, 
and all the Who's down in Whoville okay. make so much noise that he can hear it. And it is interfering with his life. He can't sleep. He can't get stuff done. He can't concentrate because his neighbors are so neighbor noisy. Like that. And he's like, guys, will you stop with the noise? And the Who's are like, no, we will not stop with the noise because it is Christmas and Christmas is all about noise. Mm. Endless, incessant noise. I couldn't flush the toilet so the before 7 a.m. Like, fine. I will take the law into my own hands and commit several felonies. 9 a.m. So that's what he does. He goes to Whoville. He breaks into all the houses. He steals all of the stuff. All of the toys and the decorations and all the food. He, he really goes overboard. He's just stealing everything at this point. I just leave it in And the next morning he's like, there, I did it. Christmas is canceled. Outside of And the Who's are like, not so fast. Because you didn't steal the one thing that Christmas is really all about. Our ability to make incessant noise. So they keep making noise. Uh, Also, he couldn't steal the spirit of Christmas because that lives within each of us. But it's really more about making a lot of noise because that's what Christmas really is. Just screaming. So they just make more noise. And finally, the Grinch just sort of snaps. And he's like, okay, fine. I give in. Have all your presents back. You know... Have Christmas, fine, I will just embrace the noise. I don't care anymore. Okay. And he embraces the noise. Because that is the true spirit of Christmas. That's nice. Browbeating another human being, or in this case a Grinch, into yeah. celebrating. Misophonia. So those are some of the classic yeah. films that we like to watch. Uh, we also watch A Christmas Story, mm-hmm. where a young child is on a quest to obtain a firearm. For Christmas, that's really the most American. That's uh, what every little boy and girl wants for Christmas, kid isn't wants it? A firearm for Christmas. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't get more American than that. That's gorgeous. And then we also love "It's a Wonderful Life," uh, where Jimmy Stewart complains for two hours and then decides. Uh, that he likes Christmas. I, I don't know. I always fall asleep when I watch yeah, that movie because film. it's boring. Yeah, it's a terrible else. film. It's very boring. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, and then, of course, there is Die Hard. Now, a lot of people debate whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that. No. What I think, though, is that the true spirit of Christmas is Bruce Willis throwing Alan Rickman off of a tall building. Yeah. And shouting profanities into the night as he does so. Uh that to me is what christmas is all about so you know i really loved the look at a traditional british christmas but i wanted to share with you my british brothers and sisters across the pond i wanted to share with you what a true american christmas is like it's about consumerism yeah and noise and and violence gorgeous thank you thank you god bless america god bless america god bless america god bless you guys too you're all right um, apparently the slogan now is let's make America great again again did you know that that's genuinely the slogan they're, they're going with uh, make America great again again maga anyway that went very went down very well on uh, YouTube Lindsay thank you so much for that really appreciate it that was lovely um, I would like to thank Nat uh, for bumping their subscription up on Patreon to the top tier. It's very kind of you, Nat. Um, Going to find a way to reward the absolutely top, top draw VIPs. Maybe we could, like, have dinner or something somewhere. A little secluded spot. Just the uh, checks. Four of us. Could be fun, right? Don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, it's patreon.com slash not today pod. Almost pronounced all of that correctly. Well done, me. 
You take care of yourselves. Be back next week. Don't forget audio freaks. Don't forget the vegan life podcast. Anyway, that's all the business. All right, see you. Bye, bye, bye. Love you, bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.